Hey, it's Kathy. I just want to let you know that I'm doing a free five-day workshop. It's called the Abundance Activation Challenge, and it starts today. And it's not too late for you to join us. Today is the last day to join. Go to kathyheller.com slash five-day to sign up. The pre-party has been happening, and it's been such a blast. There's so many high-vibe women in there who are ready to call in more abundance. I know that you will love that you showed up for this. I'll be live at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern every day this week, teaching you how to become a master manifester. You are just going to have the best time. If you want to join us, sign up at kathyheller.com slash five day. The thing that makes you unique is your unique story. When you go to sleep at night, you know what that story is. You know the night that you went through the storm. That's your story. No one can take that from you. Hi guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to the Kathy Heller podcast. I don't know if my voice sounds different to you, but I feel so different. I feel new and restored. It's like after the rain and all the fog washes out of LA and you can just see for miles. It's been amazing being at this Dr. Joe event and I'll talk more about it when I get back, but I'm just so filled with love and awe at all the ways that we can transform and transcend what's been keeping us feeling anything but what we are, which is love and consciousness. I am so excited for today's episode. It's really good stuff. You're going to hear some coaching moments that I think are going to be an unlock for you. I also want you to know that next week, September 6th, is the kickoff call for the new membership I created, The Quilt. And I'm so excited. I've been dreaming about it. I've been having dreams about it because I'm so excited to be in a collective of women where we are truly present, truly supportive, meditating together, manifesting our next beautiful, badass moments, and collaborating. If you want to join me, you can go to kathyheller.com slash quilt. I cannot wait. Today, we have a couple coaching episodes to share with you. The first calls with Autumn. She was debating if she should change the name of her podcast, which seems like a simple question, but it led us into a discussion about what her podcast title really says about herself and her self-doubts and what she wasn't fully claiming. I think you're going to find this pretty fascinating. Take a listen. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. What's going on in your world? What are your questions? What are your thoughts? I started my podcast in January. So about eight months in right now. And I'm feeling stuck and I'm also very conflicted. So I kind of have two questions. The first one I'd love to know, like, how did you decide it was time to change the name of your podcast? And why do you change it? Because the name of my podcast, it's called the Edge of Everything podcast. And I, I love the name. It's like, it means so much to me. But at the same time, I am a coach and I have a business that is centered around like, you know, entrepreneurship and content creation and personal branding. And I have a really cute idea for a name that I potentially want to change it to, but like, I'm so conflicted. I get that. So I'd love to know like what your thought process was behind changing it. I love that. Well, first of all, the the edge of everything is a really cool title. I understand why you, you, I understand why you're like, oh, but it's good. I also just want to say your vibe is so beautiful and cool. Like you have a really naturally 
glowy, positive. That's really special. And I just want to just thank you for that. What is the name you would maybe want to change it to? And is it because you want to potentially change the content and like the angle of what the podcast is about? Tell me more about that. So the name I change it to would be the Soft CEO Podcast. Um, That's kind of like my vision for like my business, being a soft CEO. And I really like the idea of having a community that's centered around that, you know, mission. And both podcasts, I'm, I'm talking about mindset, entrepreneurship, manifestation. It would be the same exact topics. The only difference would be the name. And so I think that's like not the most important thing, but I... I'm a manifesting generator. I'm all over the place when it comes to like what I want to do. And I hate being put in a box, which is why I chose the edge of everything. But from like a branding perspective and as far as like business goes, I really like the idea of having a cohesive brand, you know? So yeah, I have like 10 different social media pages right now with so many different names and I'm just trying to like simplify my life. I mean, here's my thought. My thought is that really... There is a case to be made for either one. And and we'll talk about it for a second. Some of my thoughts mm-hmm. about that. Ultimately, there are many answers in here, but only one answer in here. Mm-hmm. And that's always the answer. Because even if I can make a case for logic around one of the two, if you are not aligned with it here, it doesn't move the needle. So. I wonder which one of those, for whatever reason, gives you permission to feel more like yourself. Because that's really what's going to dictate the answer. And if I just ask you that and you just check in with your soul, which one, for whatever reason, makes you feel more like you get to be you, you get to explore which one <laughs> definitely the edge of everything i'm gonna cry <laughs> you just simplified it so quickly yeah definitely the edge of everything is the one that i feel most myself for so many reasons see i love that we got to that right away because i think the mind is a very tricky place sometimes and maybe what was happening is your mind was trying to convince you It's like there's always two lawyers in our head and they're on different sides of a case and they're like, here's what you should do, right? And the other one's like, no, no, you should do this. And it sounds like that lawyer part of you, that the one making that case, maybe was saying, you know, Ada, if you want to grow your business, if you want to make more money, you should talk to CEOs, right? And like I said, the reason why it's important to check in is because the truth is that We can look at evidence for people who were very spiritual and not focused on business and made a ton of money, right? Mm -hmm. And so it doesn't matter, actually, whether you talk about business or not. I mean, you think about Wayne Dyer and you think about Gabby Bernstein or you think about my platform and what I changed it to. And I'll be honest with you is that when I started my podcast, I started by talking about entrepreneurship and it was called don't keep your day job and there was a part of me that felt like people would listen because I had made a career out of being a songwriter and that other people wanted to figure out how to hack their way into what their dream was and I felt like I could provide that 
service. And along the way, I thought, you know what? The things I really want to talk about are the things that actually fuel my soul, you know, Mm -hmm. meditation and mysticism and the laws of the universe were really ultimately, I realized that's why I was putting out the vibe in the world that I was putting out and really everything's energy. And I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, the truth is it's probably the second I walk in a room, I'm making or breaking what happens in that room because of who I am in the space and who I am in the space since 2001. I've been meditating and I've been on this journey of creating a world outside of my ego. And all of a sudden I was like, why am I not talking about that all the time? Like there's so much richness and depth in helping people find that real peace and Mm -hmm. helping. And so I was like, I'm just going to call it the Kathy Heller podcast because at that point people knew me from my podcast. However, if they didn't know me from my podcast, I wouldn't have called it the Kathy Heller podcast. I would have given it some words or name that have something to do with spirituality or energy or meditation or stuff like that. Um, Mm -hmm. But because I already had an audience, I was like, I'll just make this about what I, as Kathy, want to share with them. And so we changed it, but we played with it a little bit. We thought about calling it other things. And then we realized our audience was confused because they would look at the their app and see a different piece of artwork and a different name. Mm-hmm. But if it was just the Kathy thing, they were like, oh, after a while, I actually just told people I listened to your podcast. I never even said, don't keep your day job anymore. I just said it was Kathy's podcast. So we did that because we could afford to do it just on my name because we had already built the audience. But my point to you is if I knew when I started what I feel now, I would have chosen to do spiritual stuff from the beginning Mm -hmm. and go all in. And I guess my question to you is, because you said you're a coach, right? Yeah. How are you using the podcast to grow your coaching business right now? So before I wasn't really, I was just kind of trying to get started and grow an audience and connect with people. Um, Just sharing like different episodes about like more mindset related stuff. I just did a series that you kind of inspired me to do with I love the way you do series on yours. So I just did a series called Monetize Your Magic to help me grow my coaching business. And so I did like the series and I have an email list that I had built from last year. And so I was doing the podcast series with a little email series. And so that's kind of my vision for using it to grow my business, just having episodes in there where I'm able to teach and educate because I don't feel aligned with doing it too much on social media. Like I love to teach, but I don't know. It just doesn't feel right for me to do it on Instagram or TikTok. So my podcast is that as far as like growing my business. But then primarily I love guest episodes and asking questions and doing interviews. So it's like a little mix of both. So I'm trying to have a balance of education, but then also just like, you know, sharing and learning how to use my voice and expressing and all of those things. All of that is super impressive that you've already been diving into all of that, growing an email list and creating a series. And I love the words, monetize your magic. All that's so great. What about this then, the edge of everything, made you second guess that? Just my own brain. I really like marketing and sales. And I take a lot of inspiration from other people that I listen to. And like I have 
mentors that I work with. And I was just trying to, you know, figure out like, okay, what would make the most sense? And yeah, that's just kind of where my mind went. It's like, if I'm running a business, shouldn't I want to have just like one thing that I'm known for, you know? Um, that's what everyone says. And, you know, the online space, it's like, you want to pick one thing, pick a niche, pick a name and run with it. And so that's why I was like trying to figure out if I should just smush everything together under one name and make it the soft CEO. Cause that would make the most sense as someone who wants to help other entrepreneurs grow their brands and businesses. I wasn't sure if the edge of everything was like good enough. I felt like it was too broad. And I just kept hearing that phrase when you try to talk to everyone, you talk to no one. And so I was like, should I change it? But yeah, that's kind of like my thought process. So I will go deeper with you and I will tell you that when you try to talk to everyone, you do talk to no one, but it's not about the title. The title mm-hmm. feels like it fits you because the other one, I think you feel limited by that because you don't only want to talk to CEOs about being a CEO. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> so what I think you've done is you put yourself in like a double bind, which is you told yourself, wait, I don't want to be talking to everyone and therefore talking to no one. So therefore I need to decide about the title. And then you're like, but I can't. No, no. The title is okay. And what you're doing is okay. It's actually more than okay. It's aligned with you. Still though, you don't want to talk to everyone because Mm -hmm. you would talk to no one, but that's not about your title. Yeah. What it is about is what is you, specifically you. And so Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people, we tend to talk to everyone because we don't want to be cast aside. We we want to belong. Mm -hmm. But the thing is that the only reason people have an audience is not because they fit in. It's because they stand out. Yeah. And they don't stand out because of the title of their show. They stand out because they allow themselves to be standing out by having a point of view and being, here's a big word, you guys ready for it? Being polarizing. Mm -hmm. See, here's the thing. If you walk into a room and you make a statement that's true for you and you spend the whole evening that way called being authentic, it will be inevitable that one thing that you say, somebody won't like. Most people make a choice between being authentic and belonging and they choose belonging. So they don't spend an evening being authentic. They might have a moment, but they won't be authentic the whole night. That means they won't stand out because they just fit in. Mm -hmm. To be a podcaster and grow an audience and have this thing called, I'm not talking to everyone, I'm just talking to who I'm talking to, means you let people exit. And that's because you have a point of view. I mean, is it even believable if somebody comes over and they're like, I love every show. I love every politician. I love every country. I love every food. You say to yourself, she's a liar. <laughs> and then, yeah. you know, and then you know what you say to yourself? She's so insecure and she doesn't want me to know who she is. Cause there is no person who loves every food, every movie, every politician. But my point is when I am at dinner with someone, there's usually interesting conversation because I'll have a point of view. What I won't say is, it's all good, all of it, every day, everywhere. Like that, there's no reason for me to sit at the table, right? Having a podcast means you have a point of view. So what is it? 
you got to dig deep. I remember speaking of spirituality, it was like a year in and I was like, I want to say the word God. Like I really, I have like a deep relationship with God, but a lot of people don't. They don't like that word. And I understand that people who live in Alaska have 70 words for snow. It's not snow. It's always snowing. So it's like sleet. It's sludge. It's right. Really, we all have different words for God and we really kind of mean the same thing. We mean this higher power, right? Some people call it. In Sanskrit, it's one thing. In Arabic, it's one thing. But I was afraid to say my word, which is I didn't want to offend people. And then I realized this is ridiculous because that's like me hiding who I am. Like I'm embarrassed to like, so then I just was like, okay, this is who I am. And when the podcast really started to grow, it was when I was like, here's how I feel about that. You know, here's how I feel about this. Here's how I feel about that. And then the conversations were like juicy. Like I'd have people on the show and then there'd be like a deeper level to the conversation. And it doesn't just sound like mayonnaise all the time and white noise. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. the thing that makes you unique is your unique story. I think one of the things that's unique about my story, I'm just thinking like what is unique is like I'm not trying to do the perfect version of things. So there's no like glossy influencer vibes from me. And I think people like that because they're like, oh, there's a messiness. There's like a rawness and she's not trying to hide it. And that's part of my story is Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of doing my best and my best has to be good enough because it's all I can do. And I'll talk about struggling in my marriage. I'll talk about feeling really, you know, overwhelmed or guilty or I'll feel just my own edges of spiritual growth and I'll talk about it. And people, I think, feel seen by that because I don't come on with this annoying like, okay, guys, I'm so glad you're here. Here's my advice. This is what's true. It's like, I don't think anybody wants that. So I want you to dig deep because it's not the title. It's what makes you you. And that is actually how people grow an audience because they're saying something and people know what they mean and they know where they stand. Mm -hmm. Do you have a little sense of what that could be about you? Yeah. I kept seeing people ask in the comments, like what my tagline is. And I feel like that's what the basis of this podcast is about. So my tagline is the possibilities are endless. You can do anything you set your mind to. My mom's always told me that since I was born. And that's what I feel like is what my message is and what makes me unique. I've been through so much stuff in my life that just to just speak to that. The like what my mom told me is true. Like you can do anything you set your mind to. And that's what I really love to talk about as far as everything goes under the umbrellas of like mindset, manifestation, entrepreneurship. Like I just want to help people understand that they can do anything they set their minds to because that's how I've been able to to get to where I am right now in my life. But we have to go deeper than that because most people, when you say you can do anything you set your mind to, they think to themselves, she doesn't know me. Yeah. (laughs) So in order for you to pull them forward, you need to meet them where you were when you needed to hear that. Mm, Okay. You need to meet them in the pain where you once were. See, Mm -hmm. when I started my podcast, my first like, 29 episodes, I was saying, I know what it's like to come to Los Angeles and get dropped by a record label and feel like I have this talent and that God gave me this thing to use and I don't know how to use it and I can't make money from it and I'm not giving it up. But what the hell do I do? Like, that's 
who I was talking to. I was talking to creative people who wanted to write, paint, dance, draw, do all that stuff. And they just were like, I feel like I'm dying inside if I go work in an insurance agency when all I want to do is be a creative. That's who I started out talking to. And I knew how to get them to where they wanted to be because I knew what it was like to be them. I didn't come on and say, you can do anything. Everything's possible. I want you to know that. And they'd be like, thank you so much for nothing. Like that doesn't help them. It helps them once you identify where they are. Okay, that helps me so much. (laughs) The only way you can identify where they are is by telling them where you were. Mm -hmm. That's why even during this boot camp, because I know what it's like, I keep saying it's overwhelming. You don't have to be great at it. I was overwhelmed. That's not what's needed. Just start out to do it this way. I'm not up here in some ivory tower being like, and then you do this, this, and this, and you're good to go. It's like, who are we kidding? Who are we kidding? So you don't have to be so revealing about it right now, but you know, when you go to sleep at night, you know what that story is. Yeah. You know, the night that you went through the storm. That's your story. No one can take that from you. Yeah. I just get so like, I feel like I sh- I've shared it once and then I tried not to talk about it again because I get so emotional, like even just thinking about it. So I, what you're saying is like continue sharing it like over and over again to get the message and meet them where they're at. Yes. And you know what? First of all, it's an honor <laughs> that you feel safe enough to cry. And And let me tell you something. You don't have to share it all the time in every aspect of it, but you could allude to it or you can allude to part of it. Okay. We all know because Oprah is so famous. She's like the most famous. We kind of know her story, but she doesn't talk about it all the time. She doesn't go into detail all the time. In fact, I've never, me personally, I've never seen her sit down and tell me about every single moment of that abuse and every single way it happened. No, but I know I know the story in like a sentence. I know she went through that horrible thing and she was young. And I know that that was defining for her. And I know how painful it was because she just alludes to it. Right. And it's enough. You don't have to walk on your knees for miles in a desert. As Mary Oliver, the poet said, you don't need to do that to yourself, but to be a person who says, I've been through a lot of dark nights and this is how I got through it. You don't even need to take people into the the places that don't feel safe for you to take them. That's not required, but you can mention it. Okay. <laughs> and you can, you can mention it in the ways that it feels safe to you. And really, as you get stronger in your self-agency and your authority of your yourself, you'll realize that the more you let yourself cry and talk about it, it's for you. It's for you to not resist it, to not feel like you have to be someone someone wants you to be. You can just be yourself and that you'll be loved because the truth is, as sad as it is, everybody on this Zoom call has their version of that. Yeah. Everybody on this Zoom call by the age of like 10, something broke their heart. That's a fact. It could have been a parent who was just never home. It could have been abuse. It could have been divorce. It could have been neglect. It could have been lots of, you know, money issues. It could have been betrayal of somebody. I mean, there is just a lot. Okay. So we all have that in common. 
and we're all walking each other home. That's what we're doing. And the way that we build this deep, deep connection is by being willing to go first. Mm-hmm. And you're doing great. You're doing it right now in front of a bunch of people that you don't know. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and everybody loves you. Look at the love you're getting right now. You don't even have to earn this love. You didn't have to do anything to convince people to be loving to you. This, by the way, is the magic of, of humanity. This is exactly my proof of what I'm saying about podcasting. You go first and people are built like this. Not every person, but your people are built like that. And then they immediately love you. And that's what I found in having a podcast is I could tell my story about my mom being suicidal. I could tell my story about my dad leaving when I was young. I could tell my story about infertility. I could tell my story about having a baby who died of trisomy 18. And people cried with me. Thank you. And thanks all of you. I really appreciate all these messages. I'm literally going to read them and cry. <laughs> Thank you, Kathy. This was so helpful. You are on the edge of everything. You're going to do great. Thank you. <laughs> We're all excited. Everybody's going to subscribe and go listen to all the things. Thank you. Thank I you really for sharing that. You're welcome. Autumn is amazing. I hope you enjoyed that. The next call is with Michaela. She wants to start a podcast, but she feels like it's not safe because of the industry she's in. This is really juicy. Let's get into it. Here we go. Michaela, I saw you yesterday. How are you? Good. I'm so good. Nice to see you. You look beautiful. Thank you. Okay. So tell me all the things. So I think the biggest thing that have been stopping me from starting a podcast so far is that I don't feel safe in creating a podcast because I feel like there are so many people that will try to destroy it from bigger agencies because the thing I'm doing is I'm a Swedish nutritionist. I'm specialized in cellular health, gut health, and inflammation. And when I'm having the kind of results I'm having with my clients, people try to stop you because you are making health claims. And even if you're trying your best to not... <laughs> do a help claim in any way, they can still get you. And I'm like, that is what is stressing me out because I don't want to ever be in a position that can put me or the people that I've had on the podcast in any type of danger. But I have so much to give and so much knowledge and I don't know how I cannot keep it in anymore, but I want to do it in a safe way and I need help with like, how can I do it safe? Juicy. This is really juicy. Okay. Do you feel like you personally have done your due diligence and that this approach feels safe for you? So, I mean, I try to, and I'm trying to like all the time look into other podcasts, but I don't know if they are safe either. I don't know if the examples I'm looking at will be safe in the long run. Oh, no, but I'm saying separate from podcasts in your own life, the results you've gotten with your own health. Oh, you feel like you're safe. Like you feel safe. If you went to a physician, they would look at your body and say, what it is that you're doing is not harmful to you. Oh, yes, yes. So I have completely changed my health as well. Um, and I know it's working very good because of the results I've had. Uh, I was for two years, I was 
in so much pain. I was paralyzed. I couldn't get out of bed by myself. I couldn't function as a mom. Yeah. So I know what I'm doing is good. I know it's of a de- like scientific backed up by over 2 million articles. I know, but still it is always the thing like they will always try to get you anyway, in a way. And I do, I'm running the biggest Facebook group, um, in biohacking with omega-3 right now. And I've I mean, started. Here's the thing, Michaela. Is it Michaela? Yeah. Yes, Michaela. Okay. I just don't like saying people's names wrong, so I just want to ask. <laughs> um, there are scientists who debate Einstein. Mm-hmm. Okay. There are people who want to poke holes in Einstein. All right. And then there's a lot of people who go, Einstein's pretty smart. <laughs> We're going to go with it. <laughs> okay. You could be anybody. And they will say, this is trash, right? What matters is that you, in your own good conscience, are teaching something that legitimately worked for you, right? For some people, they're going to say, intermittent fasting is the only way I was able to lose weight and be healthy. Other people are going to say, you should never do that. It's so unhealthy. Some people are going to tell you to drink diet soda because that's how they lost weight, okay? Some people are going to say diet soda is straight up poison. Here's the deal. That doesn't matter. What matters is you go to sleep with integrity every night because you're telling the truth. That's your truth because the truth is it's very much a thing that can be relative for people. I did know someone who drank tons of soda and he stopped drinking regular soda and drank diet soda. And because of that, he lost 110 pounds. Is it the healthiest thing in the world to live on Diet Coke? I don't know enough about science. I'm going to guess no. But those 110 extra pounds were really unhealthy and it did help. I'm not here to debate it. I'm here to say, let your people make their own decision. See, I said before that women don't have a lot of the money in the world. That's a fact. That's not subjective. That's, that's, we don't. And the reason why, it's a whole lot of reasons why. Okay. But in free societies, okay. Why do we still not? Right. There's a lot of codependence that we bring to the table. Men will say, this is the price. It's deal or no deal. Are you in? Are you out? This is what I'm offering. This is what it costs. The person says, yes. Great. Person says, no. They're like, great. Let's go play golf. It's like not personal. Women, and I'm generalizing, but this is. Women are more like this. We want to own other people's choices. That's not your job. That's weird. They are an adult. They're a grown ass adult. They can do their own research. If they choose to go down this path and you personally go to sleep every night with integrity, great. That's on them, right? There will always be people, no matter what you do, there will be people who will poke holes in what you're doing. I know people who come after me and say, it's too positive that it's fake. Like, you know, the only real way a person can get help is by dealing with trauma, you know, from a clinical a psychiatrist or people have all different beliefs about things, right? Some people think meditation is a placebo and it doesn't work. And the only, okay, that's fine. I mean, what's not fine is me thinking that it's my job to convince them. I let them run their mouth. I let people run their mouth 
because people have all different kinds of life experiences that lead them to the perspective that they have. It makes sense to me. Some people are going to say meditation is a joke or I don't believe in God or I don't believe in space and time or I hate this metaphysics stuff. Quantum physics is real, not real. It doesn't matter. None of that really matters. What matters here that's happening for you and you you were crying and tearing up before because you were in a lot of pain. For me, what I have seen in my life is you have to walk yourself home to your authority. You have to have self-agency. When you have that, everything works, even your health. When you don't feel a sense of authority and self-respect deeply, we got big problems because then we're basically handing over the keys to our well-being to everybody else's opinions. That's a bumpy day because no matter what I do, I have no control over other people's perception, what they see, what they judge. The only thing I can do to create well-being is to sit beside myself, know what I know, until I know something better. And you're not sitting here saying, you are the empirical guard of all truth. You're saying, in this moment, this is what I know to be true, and that's honest. Teach it. Look at you. You were in pain. Now you're not. Does that help? I mean, I feel really good about what I want to (laughs) do. I'm still afraid. Because coming from, I'm from Sweden, I'm from Scandinavia, I live in the United States right now. And um, it's just different cultures. It's different people, it's different. In Scandinavia, if someone hits your car, they say, oopsie daisy, here's my insurance, that have a good day, hope you're having a wonderful day. Over here, it's like, you don't know who wants to take you to court, it's so much stress all over. And being over here, I wanted to set up this big podcast that I know will gain because I do have a big following already. That is what scares me. And that's why I want to like, how can I make sure that I have frameworks? For example, if I'm interviewing someone, am I ever responsible for the person, what the person says? I think something that's really interesting is the lenses that you have on right now and it's killing you and it's actually made up because all of us the reality that we believe we're just straight up observing that's not true we're creating the reality that we're observing because of how we're perceiving it if i took a picture with this this is my iphone look what my kids do to my phone it's pretty cute if i take a picture with this what sees better this or this? What yes. lens, what has a better view of the a world? These eyes or this camera? The camera probably have better, I don't know, the question, I'm sorry for that. <laughs> the camera, you know why? The camera doesn't have a cognitive bias. It just sees what's actually there, right? You could have three people sitting on a park bench in New York City in Central Park. Are they looking at the same park? Our life is our perception. We're projecting it. And then we get back what we project. So somebody's sitting there and they might go, my God, I love New York City and it's so romantic. And it reminds me of these like Ron Howard movies or Nora Ephron or I love it. I love the mix of people. Somebody else is going to say, oh my God, it's so dirty and 
I feel like I can't get away from the noise still. And somebody else is going to say, oh my God, I just lost the love of my life. And I can't even see the park right now. I'm just flooded, right? So what you just said that you just told me is true is a belief. When you were like, over there, it's this way. And over here, it's this way. Sure. Okay. I mean, you can find evidence and say, no, listen, per capita, there are nicer people in Sweden. Okay. But we know that's not true. Because here's the deal. Every human being is as nice as where their perception is in the moment. So it's actually has nothing to do with the geography. It doesn't. It's the person Mm -hmm. in that moment and how available they are to be present, how grateful they are. There's no way you and I can say no one in this country is present and grateful, right? Makes you laugh. There's no no way you could say everybody in Sweden right now if I just had the whole country stand still and we checked in with every person there, they're all grateful and kind. No one's having a temper with their wife. No one's snapping at their assistant. Every human being, this is Viktor Frankl, Man's Search for Meaning, coming out of a concentration camp. He's like, moment by moment, people have a choice. Are they in fear or are they in love? Are they in open or are they closed? You are afraid of moving forward because you perceive that the world around you is not safe. That is hard. The world is what you want to see that it is. And you could turn that around and say, oh my God, I didn't know who Kathy Heller was 10 seconds ago. She lives in the United States. She seems really kind. And I met these people on a Zoom call who I didn't know. And they were all like in that same flow. And everybody was like, available for like real conversations and people were deep and kind and a lot of them live here. So huh? maybe that's evidence. And then maybe I can go out today and I can find evidence that everywhere I go in the world, I can find people who are kind. You know, I've lived around the world. I lived in Spain for a year of college. I lived in Jerusalem for three years. I went to school at Florida State. So in Tallahassee in the South, I've lived in California now for 20 years. I lived in Florida, I've lived in Boston, and I meet the exact same vibration everywhere I go. Some people are hard to be around, some people are amazing. It has nothing to do with their religion. Now, and I hope you understand that there is a lot of amazing people here. It's the loss regarding, because we don't have a suing system in Scandinavia, and it's not understanding that system yeah, but that's only again. You're you're focused on it so much. I know because I've had people. that's always warning me. <laughs> well, those are those people. And other people are not worried about it. It is easy to get sued, no matter what you do. And I wouldn't focus on it. I would do my best and know that there's a system for that. If ever that happens, you'll deal with it, and you'll be okay. And there's a way you can set up your business so that. Your whole life is not exposed. It's just your LLC that would be sued. Like people have been there before you and figured this out. Yeah. You're going to be okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's about watching what happens when you start to go into fight or flight mm-hmm. and how quickly everything shuts down. Yeah. Keep it going. Keep it flowing. Keep yourself open. And along the way, 
You'll get all the legal advice you need. You'll be double protected in every way. And if and when that happens, people have already figured out for a way for you to deal with that. But you can't control that. And you're not going to stop yourself because you're trying to control something that you can't control. You're either doing it and you're going to be available for things to sometimes fall apart. That's how everything is. Everything's like that. When you get married, you don't know what's really going to be in the future. And that's what life is. Life takes courage because we have no control. And we actually... We want it that way. You really wouldn't enjoy or find it satisfying to live in a life where somebody guarantees you of everything because then you would have no risk, no courage, and then you wouldn't grow from it. So this is the next step. And it's time to, I would just start to have radical awareness. I go, oh my God, look at that. That one thought shuts me completely down. So I'm just going to be aware that is coming for me here. So I'm going to deal with that call a lawyer, say, can you set me up? He'll say, she'll say, yep, let me take care of the three things that you need so that if that happens, and they'll say things like, put this on your website. You know, the opinions of these people are not my opinion. Like there's little things that as soon as someone goes to sue you, God forbid, they'll go, oh, she already thought of that. Darn it. There's no way to sue her. Don't worry about it so much. Just follow your heart. Do your best to be ethical and know that you will be better and better as you go. Thank you. So I hope that you found that helpful. A big thank you to Autumn and Michaela for letting us share that with all of you. You can follow Autumn on Instagram and at TikTok at autumn.danae. That's spelled D-E-N-A-E. And also you can check out her podcast, The Edge of Everything. Michaela is on Instagram at Michaela underscore Morell, M-O-R-R-E-L-L. And here are the takeaways. Number one, there are many answers in your head, but there's only one answer in your heart. Number two, the only reason people have an audience is not because they fit in. It's because they stand out and they stand out because they allow themselves to have a point of view and be polarizing. Number three, the thing that makes you unique is your unique story. No one can take that from you. Number four, as you get stronger in your self-agency and your authority of self, you'll realize that you don't have to be who someone wants you to be. You can just be yourself and you'll be loved. Number five, let your people make their own decision. Number six, our life is our perception. We project it and then we get back what we project. Number seven, moment by moment, people have a choice to be in fear or in love. And number eight, keep it going. Keep yourself open. You're not gonna stop yourself because of something you can't control. Life takes courage because we don't have control. And actually, we want it that way. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being here. Thank you for showing up. I know that there are so many other things you could be doing. It means so much that you're here. We have great episodes coming up, so please subscribe and follow along wherever you listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever it is. And if you believe in this mission, if you feel like there's some awakening that's happening by listening to the show, then please leave us a review and tell one person about the show. Text them the link, email them the link, talk about it on your Instagram. It means the world to me. And lastly, if you want to join me for the membership, The Quilt, our kickoff call is September 6th. You can sign up at kathyheller.com slash quilt. Between now and September 6th, we have a bonus, which is the Ignite Your Abundance workshop, which is a two-hour workshop, which is normally $497. You are going to get that for free if you join by September 6th. I'll leave you with a song of mine. 
and I hope you have an amazing weekend.